Hi and welcome to this Authors Tuesday of Mark's Motivational Podcast. It's a day early, I'll publish this by mistake, a day early, but um, thanks a lot for tuning in. Today uh, today I spoke to um, Jeremy Murphy, who's the, co- the founder of JM Agency and Publishing and Marketing, Marketing Consultancy. Um, so it was great talking to Jeremy uh, on the podcast. He talked around his trip to Brazil and meeting all the different authors and how they they work it over in uh, Brazil. So it was very interesting talking to Jeremy. So um, thanks a million, Jeremy, for coming on the podcast. Thanks a for listening. Thank you. Take care. Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast uh, for this Authors Tuesday, the second one of season five. So tonight I'm delighted to be joined again by Jeremy Murphy. Um, it's great to have him back on the podcast. Um, you were on before. So thanks a million for coming back on tonight, uh, tonight Jeremy. Oh, it's my pleasure, Mark. Uh, Ryan, yeah. thank you for inviting me. Yeah, I'm really yeah. Happy to be here. I'm really excited about our chat. Um, yeah, and brilliant. Fantastic last time being on. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, so if you want to maybe... For, for people that haven't listened before, um, just give a bit of background about what exactly you do uh, for the listeners, please. Yeah, uh, sure. No problem at all. So yeah. uh, some years back in 2018, I set up um, a publishing consultancy, which is now <laughs> called JM Agency Marketing and Publishing Consultancy. And what it really is, in a nutshell, is we help people with all aspects of publishing books. So from editing, including copy editing, developmental editing, right up to book design, book cover design, ebook formatting. And then also occasionally I help with marketing and book promotion. And I also agent uh, for authors. And there's a team of five, including myself. Mm -hmm. Uh, So we're growing and expanding at the moment. And we really work with both authors and publishers in all aspects of publishing. Great stuff. Yeah, because I have first-hand knowledge myself. Um, Jeremy, you've done a, a brilliant job in my book. Like, uh, for people who are watching on YouTube, this is my end product that uh, Jeremy helped me so much with, and I'm so grateful for that. <laughs> so um, Yeah, yeah, so- no, uh, it's, it's a pleasure. And I was actually, uh, I was going to surprise you by introducing a special book I've worked on recently, uh, which is <laughs> not even this. Um, I bet you do it. Uh, absolutely and uh, yeah. no uh, mark is dead is dead right we've been helping him uh with his book um on all aspects of it so and it's a, it's a fabulous little book it's yeah. it's a collection of bedtime stories and i'm sure mark will tell you plenty about this in the weeks and months to come when he when he gets selling yeah. and promoting it but it's um i think mark it was inspired by you reading stories to your own kids yeah that's it yeah that, yeah that really that that read that warm warmth and authenticity really translates into the text itself and um yeah. there's a real treat as well with um not only is it is a collection of, of really interesting bedtime stories for kids but of course as mark will no doubt tell you in the in the weeks and months to come it's illustrated as well and that was fun wasn't it mark uh working oh yeah better to really capture the stories yeah. in visual form uh, absolutely like because um it's great especially for children's books like you know to have illustrations there is is great it's a great idea isn't it it is it is it, it, it's um 
it's it it it's it's a different experience. They have both a visual experience and a literary experience. I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now I'm talking like I know something about this. You you're a dad. I'm not. So you 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 have drawn <laughs> yeah. kids. Uh, yeah. But um, I imagine so. Yeah. And I remember as a kid growing up, just uh, you know, stories. Yeah. There was you'd love the the pictures and but you also love the words. Yeah. And exactly. Yeah. Um, synergy between them, and so it's a nice. It's a more uh, varied experience i think yeah no it's a great mix great mix and who 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 done the illustrations just to give give um them a plug um on the podcast uh well i did the the girl i work with is called priya lakshmi she's an indian yeah. uh publishing a consultant and agent and uh, mm. she referred me to this very talented illustrator digital illustrator who's based in uh mumbai i think but oh, you great. get full meditation in the inside cover in the imprint page of your book. And yeah, I was, right. uh, Priya was telling me actually, Mark, that I've worked with Priya uh, before and I'll, I, we can link her actually, I think in maybe the, maybe the, the info of the, of the podcast, but um, perfect. Yeah. yeah. He was telling me that the, this particular illustrator was very particular about being, about reading your stories in detail. And getting yeah. the exact details right. And I remember, I actually recall, um, I had some issue with the Mr. Shopper. Um, That's right, yeah. <laughs> and uh, my yeah. first my first gripe was, I think he looked a bit fresh-faced. I think Mr. Shopper, yeah. and for who read the book, will, will know what I mean. It's a bit, um, I always pictured him as a bit of a goofy, elderly gentleman, to put it as, as, <laughs> as possible. Yeah. I felt yeah. he looked a little bit fresh-faced. Uh, but that was my first gripe. My second gripe was I wanted Mr. Shopper to wear a hat. And I was saying, <laughs> I think I think he should be wearing a hat. And of course, she then informed me that the illustrators actually reread the story again. And in this particular scene that she's trying to capture, Mr. Shopper doesn't have a hat. So, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, no. this, now, so, some like some illustrators, you can just they can just um, they could just fire something off at you without really, really taking any care with reflecting yeah. the actual material. But now this, this mm. lady, uh, um, uh, and, and all the people I've ever worked with through Priya have been exceptional. Yeah. They're designers, yeah. whether they're illustrators. So they're, you know, she's a really good yeah. operation. Yeah, no, I can't thank you all enough because I'm really, really pleased with the end product. So, <laughs> so it's been oh, listen, great. Listen, you, you made my day. Yeah. There's not a happy writer. I'm a happy person. And um, yeah, and that great stuff. Great, and yeah. good luck. Oh, no, thank you. And, and as well as that, Jeremy, um, I'd like you to maybe talk a little bit about your trip recently to Brazil uh, to work with Heloesia um, over there, um, which, which um, I had, in the, had the, the pleasure to have on the podcast as well. Um, would you would you like to just talk about um, the experience of working with Halicia in in Brazil? Uh, um, and what aspect did you help her? Was it editor, or um, would you like to maybe tell the listeners a little bit about that, please? Yeah, yeah, no, I'd be happy to. Uh, I could talk yeah. all night about that. Uh, that was, um, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, no, that was. Uh, yeah, I, I went to Brazil recently. It was a a working trip. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. Principally, I went. I've been working with Heloisa now uh, for some time. Um, I thought I was a pint of Guinness there for a second, Mark. Uh, I did early in the week, <laughs> but which will take for listeners on podcast. Mark just got a big tank card of some liquid, but I think it's water, just to reassure it you. All. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. 
But um, no, I've been working with Eloisa for some years now. And uh, I think she was having a book launch of one of her recent books, which she co-wrote with Victor um, Scatolan. And um, I just jumped at the opportunity to go over there uh, to meet her in person to attend the book launch. I was invited to speak at it. Which was a which um, was very flattering, yeah, um, yeah. And I also got the opportunity to meet some other uh, publishers, to mm-hmm. meet um, to visit uh, the Department of Irish Studies in the University of São Paulo, which was a again another big privilege. But um, right, yeah. I answer your question because, like again, I could go off all night on 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 yeah, a tangent. Fine. To answer your question, uh, which I think was. Had a few, yeah. had a few. Um, uh, um, fast. Really, really you worked through away. Oh. Uh, well, in my capacity, yeah. I, as an editor, capacity, yeah. I, I, yeah. I, I, so, um, I, I think initially I worked. I, I did a manuscript appraisal for um, Vigante's Duvento, which was mm-hmm. a book she co-wrote with a very, very gifted Irish writer and illustrator called Adrian Gehegan. Um, and uh, I did a manuscript appraisal for the English language version of that. Oh, very uh, good. So that was our first um, project we worked together. Uh, mm-hmm. I have, um, I have, I have did some agenting work for her as well. Uh, I've, we've, I've negotiated a few contracts with mm-hmm. our publishers in Brazil. Uh, I recently, we signed a contract with an American publisher. Uh, for mm. the English translation of the musician, which is quite special actually, because it's one of the very few um, Brazilian young adult authors that now have the opportunity to be published in the English-speaking world by uh, uh, by an American publisher. So that's yeah. so yeah. To, to a mixture of a lot of things, but mainly as a developmental editor. Now, for people who don't know what that is, a developmental editor is somebody who takes a manuscript, could be the first draft of a book. Mm-hmm. They read it and they give a professional critique. So they go back to the author and say, you know, uh, the character is wonderful here, but you need more development here. The plot is really promising premise, but it goes a little flat. And they give a whole range of advice and suggestions mm-hmm. and feedback to improve the manuscript. So it's kind of a, it's an, it, there's an editorial aspect to it, but also there's also a mentoring aspect to it. But um that's really what developmental editing is, and I've been doing that. Now, in saying that, the whole JM Agency team mm. have been have been working with Heloise as well. In fact, recently, uh, Amanda Evans, who works closely with me, she's a very um, very brilliant editor, but also a brilliant author, uh, mm. and she's an integral part of the JM Agency Agency team now. And she's been working with in Heloise's with Heloise's latest book as well. Uh, she did an extensive copy edit, of, copy edit of it before we submitted it to the publisher. So yeah, lots of things. Uh, it's, mm. it's a very um, comprehensive process. Yeah, yeah, that sounds really interesting. That's really, really good. Thanks a lot for sharing that with us. And as well as that, do you think um, going to Brazil um, has approved you really as an editor, um, Jeremy? Oh, Mark, that's quite <laughs> that's quite a question. Uh, has it improved me as an editor? Uh, uh, well, uh, I I don't know. Um, like literally going there, I I, I think it, it working like, with them, yeah. I think yeah. You, 
yeah, obviously editing books uh, for writers that are from different countries and that write in a different language is challenging and it's yeah. in an interesting way. And you do learn a lot about the cultural differences yeah. um, between, for example, Anglophone literature and literature and Brazilian literature. Mm. And you do realize and appreciate that some things that work in one country don't necessarily work in another. And that's account of cultural reasons. And I think from working with uh, Brazilian authors, Heloisa in particular, um, I do have greater appreciation of that uh, yeah. uh, without question. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's, so that's great. Think, yeah, to answer your question, yes, I have grown uh, as an editor. Mm -hmm. Again, I just have a greater appreciation of um, cultural difference the challenges of translating text from one language to another uh, mm. and the challenges of editing texts that were originally written in a different language and trying to uh, mold them and edit them in a way that is believable to uh, another, uh, to, a, to a readership that speaks, speaks a different language. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, that's very interesting that, that you said that because, you know, Heloise does come on to the writers group I'm involved in on Saturday and like basically the guy that runs it he gives it um he gives a prompt that everybody has to work off and like yeah. the you have a half an hour to to write the prompt and um the work that Heloisa does is is amazing like you know to knowing that it's not her first language and to actually portray it so good like you know did, did you find that yourself Oh yeah, no. Her 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 command of English is yeah. is incredible, and you know she can. Um, she has such a, she's such a natural, and it, it, I'm embarrassed because I'm a I'm a pure monoglot. I I'm I I'm very very bad at learning foreign languages. Uh, I have an embarrassing, uh, you know, it's embarrassing my my um, limitations when it comes to that. Um, uh, and and yes, I I do think that um, uh, I've I've learned you know a, a lot more about literature from working with her and things that I didn't think could work do work. Yeah, a lot of her of her best books are this they, they, the story really uh, drives everything, uh, and it sh she just proves that if you have a really really good story. Mm. I don't know the prompts I have uh, that the exercises in the writers group now and that would interest me to see them and to compare them yeah and compare good. <laughs> yeah. different cultures as well but if you've got a really really great story you don't need extensive character development and mm. psychologization for instance and yeah. uh, I think um, there's a lovely um, natural uh, uh, narrative flow to a lot of her best story, uh, best books. Mm. They're just they're really, really great stories, and you learn about the characters through implication, through the scenes, yeah. through the um, IDs, and, and they, they don't have these extensive uh, character developments. So that that's interesting. And again, again, uh, I would wouldn't have thought that could work. Uh, mm. and, and probably in the English-speaking world, and in Anglophone literature, it probably doesn't work usually. But mm. um, so that uh, that's definitely true. I would love to um, compare and contrast uh, yeah. a, a writers group like that to see mm -hmm. how how people from different 
cultural backgrounds from different countries, maybe having different first languages, how they yeah. compare contrast when they're given uh, a group exercise like that, I, 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 like a writing prompt or something. I'd really yeah. like to, I'd be intrigued to see the differences yeah. and compare them. Because I often do, do because there are things that, and, and this is also something I've learned from working with Heloisa and Adrienne as well in the, the book they co-wrote together, which was yeah, intriguing. Yeah. Like Heloisa was from, was Brazilian, uh, Portuguese is her first language, Adrienne is Irish, mm -hmm. English is her first language. And, um, you know, there are certain things that make perfect sense in a Brazilian context when it comes mm -hmm. to what's believable, what characters do, what, you know, what dialogue sounds believable that doesn't work in an English speaking context. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that, that's that's great. Yeah, I, I agree because yeah, you should actually join in some Saturday. Like, um, you, you would be intrigued, all right. By the way, the different the different stories that come out are, are amazing for such a short space of time to have to write them. You know, like <laughs> like it's 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 brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Yeah, it sounds it. Yeah. It sounds it, yeah. and I'd love to. I'd love to. Mm -hmm. Yeah, as well as that, uh, Jeremy, if you don't mind me asking, you, um, how's it been? You know the way you've been working over the last two years, like it's all virtually. And um, how was it when he, like working face to face when he went to Brazil with Heloisia and um, a few of the other authors you've worked with? Um, yeah, it, it, it is it is different. And I, and I think it's different in a good way. Like I think, yeah. um, you know, I think modern technology is, has bring, brought loads of benefits. Yeah, you know, yeah. we're we're beneficiaries of modern technology right now here in Zoom. Exactly. I, I have to take the train up to Dublin otherwise, uh, and go to Clondalkin yeah. and and have this interview in, in person. Um, yeah. Uh, I I think you know where modern technology is has been enormously beneficial in you know breaking down boundaries, making things uh, very convenient, mm -hmm. and especially with connection. You know the way yeah. that. But at the same time, nothing really substitutes for in-person contact, I think. And I think it was mm. particularly refreshing after the COVID fatigue to finally <laughs> arrive in a different country and go to yeah. an actual real book launch and meet new people. And it was just a very embodied experience. Uh, and I yeah. think it was, it was satisfying. Yeah. And it was well overdue as well, Jeremy. <laughs> well overdue. It, it was well overdue and it was it, we yeah. weren't the only ones that was overdue it was it was overdue there yeah. as well and of course covid is a peculiar thing respect mm -hmm. uh, every country in the world was affected by it. yeah exactly yeah no definitely yeah but thankfully yeah. We're, we're, we're we're we turned the corner so to speak like uh we're able to well, go to these things again you know we are we are we are and 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 fingers crossed and and, and every other uh, yeah proverbial um yeah. Yeah, yeah we are um we are but but it, it was striking in the respect that every country was in some capacity affected by it you know there was no yeah. country that completely escaped unscathed yeah. to the cold event i know yeah oh, it's been been a been a roller coaster ride so to speak you know yeah. Um, but but uh, as well as that, that's this is great, Jeremy. Thanks very much for coming on. And as as well as that, um, is there any aspects of um Heloisia's work that you've you've kind of how could you say um you, you've kind of understood better since you've went over to Brazil? Um, uh, if that makes sense, is there any 
uh, you've understood more of her work by meeting her personally and getting her stories at first hand? Um, is there any aspect of her work I understood more? That's an intriguing question. Um, uh, you're in good form tonight, Mark. Uh, yeah. all, these, all these questions you're firing at me. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, struggle, and struggle. Um, is there any aspect of her work that I understand better from, from meeting her? Um, I, I, you see, it's, it's, I, I'd be inclined to say, Yes and no. Um, okay. Like literature, like writing is is a, is a transcending exercise in some respects, <laughs> and the work yeah. has an existence separate from the author. Mm. And um, you know, T. S. Eliot, if you're familiar with his criticism, is very much on the side that the author's life and personality is is actually irrelevant for understanding the work. Um, obviously, what I do, it's more applied editing, and you're, you're working more closely with the author. Um, yeah. One thing, one thing that, like, it's definitely true from visiting Brazil as a country mm -hmm. that it's nice to 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 um, because I, I always I always notice that there is certain things that that are very different between. Um, Latin American literature and uh, Anglophone literature, for instance, and you know I could have yeah. appreciated that academically by reading the the, the various literatures mm. and reading the scholarship around them. But actually, working with Heloisa gives me an actual far more um, uh, per, uh, personal appreciation of that. Like, for instance, just to give you yeah. one example, um, the how. Latin America, how Brazilian authors, to be very specific, deal with romance in their fiction is very different to how romantic relationships are addressed and captured in Anglophone literature, in Irish or British literature, for example. Uh, yeah. And that's in obvious ways. For example, in um, in uh, and this actually came up in what the first book I worked with as an editor on, on the, uh, Heloise's book called The Wind Riders, which she co-wrote with Adrienne, uh, in the respect that in, 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 in Ireland, for example, if you're writing a YA novel or uh, even an adult novel and you mm -hmm. want to put a romantic relationship, uh, yeah. it, it's going to feel more believable if there is a preliminary stage of courtship mm -hmm. or where the characters get to know each other. That's yeah, perfectly yeah. normal for us. While in Latin America, they're far quicker. They just jump straight in. Um, you know, uh, I think, uh, you know, Normal People is the perfect example of the Irish novel where you have, uh, you know, uh, two characters who are romantically involved and there's this tortured preliminary stage before anything happens. And yeah. uh, so that, that's very noticeable. And it's, it's just a cultural difference. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah. the challenge from an editing point of view is if you have a Latin American author mm. um, who, who, who comes from a culture where, you know, that, that happens far quicker, mm. that happens far quicker, uh, you, you, have to, you, ha you have to alter it to make it believable to people in mm. the English-speaking world. Yeah, uh, and yeah. it also is a question even of language, I think, you know, I think Latin American mm. authors, you'll notice, 
um, have characters that are far more comfortable with expressing love and those mm. kind of affections. While yeah. in the English speaking world, particularly in literary fiction, uh, when you have characters who try to express affection, they usually do it through irony or it's yeah. unstated. And again, again, normal people, it's all unstated. It's all implied. It's all, mm. it's never yeah. explicated. So mm -hmm. that, you know that's that's one that's one difference how they yeah. how they grapple with those kind that kind of subject matter. But um, I too think living obviously visiting Brazil and mm. understanding their culture better, you do it's it's intriguing to see you know to to note to observe how uh, mm. language observe their culture uh, and, mm. and and you do get a greater appreciation of the differences. In the in the in the literature, yeah, no, that's that's a brilliant answer because you know the, it speaks for itself. Where you like you broaden your mind when you travel, you know, you, like you know if you only just stay in one place, you never experience other any other <laughs> other. Yeah, culture, no, you, you, know? you do, you do, <laughs> and, and I think the thing is though, and I think why it is a good question, uh, yeah. why it is a good question is like you know you know I love books, I work with mm, it, of course, yeah. books, and they you know they. Uh, they uh, they expand the mind, they open the mind, they mm -hmm. cultivate the mind. There's nothing better than them. They really are food yeah. for the soul. But I think it's important to actually physically travel as well. And that was the thing about COVID. We were we were kind yeah. of wrapped up uh, in these little cocoons and these little bubbles yeah. and needed to escape. And, um, thankfully, we have those that opportunity again. Yeah, definitely. You know, that's great. That's great, Jeremy. Thanks a lot. Um, and as well as that. Um, do you know, is there much difference in publishing in Brazil and Ireland? What's the differences? Would, would they be similar in a lot of, lot of ways or is there any major differences really? Um, it's a good question. Um, I'd be inclined to, like, people would know more about this than I would. Mm. Um, like, there, there are some parallels with, with publishing in the respect that you have... You have large multinationals who have one type of business model. So you have the, the likes of Penguin, Random, Hachette, HarperCollins, and they have their outposts in Brazil, and they do a good job. They they market their international titles. They also have some Brazilian titles. Penguin have published Penguin Brazil have published Heloisa in the past, yeah, uh, which, which is which is pretty special. Um, and it's similar, there's a similar dynamic in Ireland, you know, a lot of the books published in Ireland, mm. uh, I would, I would venture a guess that about 80% of them mm. are published by international corporations, uh, Penguin Random, Hachette, Harper, uh, and mm. so forth. And they have Irish subsidiaries that uh, promote their international titles and also have some Irish titles. Um, so that's the corporate, the, 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 the multinational tier, and that's similar yeah. in both countries. The, the one difference is I think Penguin um, Brazil was initially a big indigenous Brazilian publishing company that was acquired by Penguin. Uh, mm -hmm. I think Penguin Ireland is, um, uh, is a creation of Penguin itself, uh, as far as I know. Uh, but so, the, so the, 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 for the multinational tier of publishers, it is it is quite similar. Then there's a whole range of indie publishers and indigenous publishers, both Brazilian publishers and there's Irish publishers. 
And um, like, I, I think the one difference is in Brazil, they have um, the, the states organize large book purchasing programs. Okay. So uh, that is quite different. I don't think we have anything quite comparable no. here. Um, and the, the, so publishers, what they do every year is they enter their authors to these competitions mm-hmm. and they're adjudicated by, I don't know, I think it's a state body, maybe, the, maybe it's a semi-state body, I'm not sure. And then the winners go, uh, uh, the governments purchase a large quantity of them and okay. for a reduced price and distribute them to schools. Very good, uh, yeah. So it's, it's, that's something I don't think we have here. Um, I do think the, the current Irish government are actually doing something similar-ish at the moment, but not at the same scale. Yeah, yeah. Um, but a, a lot of that as well is, I think another big difference is um, not so much with the publishing, but it's a very important as well. And this is something I did actually, this might've been a better answer to your question than the one I gave you, one of your earlier questions. I definitely appreciated from being in Brazil how um, Heloise's interest in um, in education. Yeah. yeah, she sees she's not just uh, an author who, who you know who who who's happy in in the ivory tower. She's very much yeah. passionate about um, education on on encouraging children and young adults to read, to yeah. learn. Um, to improve their literacy, to expand their mind, to educate themselves. In fact, at the book launch, and this is another thing that's quite different. I don't think this would have happened here. At the book launch, it was a very um, formal uh, and typical book launch in many respects. You know, it was in a lovely uh, arts venue in the center of the city. Um, you know, it was um, it, it, it was a very cultured audience. Uh, it was very nicely decorated, you know, it was a panel, a stage, and there was three of us on the, four of us on the, on the panel. But at the end, after the authors had spoken, after I had said my piece, uh, mm-hmm. Heloise gave the floor to a teacher from a local state school who, okay. who talked yeah. extensively about uh, the kind of educational programs he was doing, the, the kind of programs he was doing to encourage literacy in, uh, among disadvantaged students in in brazil so that that i, I i'm not saying it wouldn't happen here i'm i'm sure it does happen yeah. here it definitely was to answer your your earlier question it is something that that's important um to note uh, that's something that the heloise is very very passionate about its education and particularly mm-hmm. uh improving literacy educating kids, encouraging them to read, and particularly disadvantaged kids mm. uh, in Brazil. Yeah, oh yeah, because you can tell that by knowing myself through the uh, writers group that she is like, you know, you, you, like the way she comes across, you know, trying to even, you know, if you're stuck on a story, the inspiration you get from different authors on the, the in the book club or the, the, the book group, you know, like, Heloise and all that kind of stuff is great, you know, really cool. Because what you said earlier on about, um, as well as that, getting back to a point where you made about, you know, the government and the state kind of helping the, the people, like, you know, with their books, um, they do actually do it in the councils in, in, in Dublin, uh, yeah. Dublin City Council, on a smaller scale, like, you know, the Enterprise Office, I've actually found firsthand 
do give some support. So for anybody, anybody that's listening, you can kind of go on that avenue as well. Would you agree with that, Jeremy? Oh, absolutely. And I think, yeah. uh, you know, I think um, there was... Um, Roderick O'Gorman did something recently in schools, uh, again, to encourage uh, literacy. And, you know, there are some very positive programs. Um, I just think it's, I think it's called the PNLD program, the Book Purchasing Program in Brazil. And what makes it striking is the sheer scale. It's the biggest public book purchasing program in the world. Yeah. And I think in fairness to people like Eloisa, I think the literacy rates in Brazil have really improved. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. of all the, the so-called BRIC nations, mm-hmm. uh, BRIC standing for Brazil, uh, Russia, India, and China, of the BRIC nations, China and Brazil, the literacy levels have really, really improved dramatically, mm-hmm. um, yeah. you know, yeah. the last number of decades. And I think it's a, it's a great testament to that. And I, t- I think, you know, there's a lot of work done. But no, in fairness, there's a lot of, you know, work done here too. And yeah, um, yeah and, I, and I'm happy to hear that there's, a, and also there, I think Catherine Martin uh, announced uh, more funding supports for artists as well, which is a positive thing. That's right. Yeah, uh, that's you, know, right and, yeah. you know, so I'm not in disparaging the, 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 oh, no, no. the kind of supports and works. Of course, um, the local enterprise office, I'm really heartened by that if they're, if they're supporting authors, yeah. because yeah. I know if you publish a book, you're, you are effectively these days running a business. And yeah. that doesn't matter if you're published, self-published or hybrid published or whatever. Authors have to get involved in the promotion, the marketing, the publicity. The more knowledge they know or they can learn or they can acquire about yeah. publishing, the better. So it makes perfect sense for the local enterprise offices across the country to be supporting authors. And if yeah. they're doing that, I'm really heartened to hear that. Yeah, great stuff. Yeah, no, it is. It's any little helps like for people like me. That uh, listen, out. anything, anything yeah. helps. You said it. <laughs> Brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. And the, uh, I hope I get the name right. But I, you were saying earlier on that um, you, you met uh, so Professor Laura Lazara. Is that correct? Um, at USP. Um, yeah, what I is, did. I did. Yeah. Because it says, what, well, what is that, the that was, WEH uh, chair of the Irish student? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Do you want to talk a little bit about that, Jeremy? Because um, you're going to do work with them over the next um, few months. Well, potentially, like it's like in anyone, yeah. I, you know, if if um, if anyone wants to work with me and including your listeners and viewers, uh, you know, I'm yeah. always, it's an open door. It's a very inclusive, mm-hmm. welcoming business. Yeah. I'm very eager to work with anyone, writers the world over. Mm-hmm. So whether you're listening in, in, in Sao Paulo or in Dublin or in Kerry, yeah. where I am, uh, we better not forget them. Um, or Clondalkin. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, Clondalkin is a, a city upon itself, isn't it? Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, it's... Uh, um, yeah, no, well, what really struck me about that was when I, um, when I arrived in Brazil... Um, you know, firstly, the, the universities are, are, are magical places. There's a university, the Pontifical University in the, in the, in the center where I was staying in Sao Paulo is a, is, is a, is a magical place. It really, it's wow, the Latin yeah. America of your dreams. You know, it's what you imagine Latin America to look like. It's just, uh, yeah. but the U- U- University of Sao Paulo is, is a massive u- university. Mm. Um, 
and it uh, it's based outside. It's based, you know, it's um, I don't know where it is in the city, but what was um, striking about that was here's the thing: is that you know when somebody told me that there was a, a chair of Irish studies at the University of São Paulo, that there was this uh, professor who is you know did her PhD on John Banville and publishes who organizes a series of lectures on Irish literature and Irish topics every St. Patrick's Day and publishes them uh, and circulates them. And there's this whole school, uh, our, 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 um, our um, school within the department dedicated to studying and understanding Irish literature in Sao Paulo. I was just, I was shocked. Wow. Yeah. Uh, because I, I was the first, my first reaction is why does nobody in Ireland know about this? <laughs> You know, um, yeah. and I think I think you know not to disparage the bowl of shamrocks in the in 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 the White House. You know, was that that's obviously the all the focus is on that, and understandably so. Mm -hmm. uh, but there are other countries around the world where they have these interests in Ireland. You have this mm -hmm. these cultural exchanges happening that nobody knows anything about, uh, yeah. and I'm really impressed by it. I think. Um, Laura, uh, professor, uh, la, um, the professor of, of, of uh, in the University of Sao Paulo, she was really welcoming. And uh, she, we, 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 we met for coffee with Heloisa. We went back to the um, departmental office. She showed me some of, their, of her publications, which, you know, from somebody in the publishing game as well, I was really struck by the beauty of the production. They've even, hmm. each lecture series, they have uh, calligraphy on the on the hard casing, which reminds me yeah. of Yeats. And it's no, yeah. no surprise. It's called the the, the chair is called uh, um, WBH Chair of Irish Studies. But I just uh, I was really taken by this 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 work that's done, um, and I'm really eager to spread the word. And that's why um, that's why I wrote the blog on it on the website, and, I, and I'm telling everyone about it because I just. You know, it's it was something very special that not a lot of people know about, and mm. it's a, a very rich cultural exchange happening there. And and they've had some great people as well. I think um, Fenton O'Toole has delivered the keynote uh, lecture mm. on one one of one one year. Um, they've had some great people over over the years, and it's it's. Um, it's a great campus. It's a great university. It's one. Of, it's the most. Uh, if you believe the. The university ranking lists that the Times and etc. do it's the highest ranking in Latin America. So it's a well, yeah. Uh, whatever for whatever that's worked. Um, but no, I think again that's what I taught. I said, why doesn't anybody in Ireland know about this? Yeah. You know, this, 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 there's this great um, school of Irish studies in in such a an important city uh, and. Um, uh, yeah, that was my first thought. So I'm, 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 I'm dedicated to spreading the word about that. Actually, I'm, I'm eager to yeah. tell it and uh, spread the word. Yeah, that's brilliant. So it's great to hear that tonight. Um, I didn't know that myself. So thanks a lot for sharing that with, with all the listeners. I know. It's my, my pleasure. My pleasure. Yeah, because because as well as that, you're going to make a blog for Hello Easier. You were you were talking about earlier on. Um, do you want to maybe tell the listeners about that? You're going to create a, a blog for Hello Easier. Is that correct? Well, I did. I did. I, I did. A, I'm going to do a few blogs based on the. Yeah. So the, I, I, I'm, I'm, I will be blogging more 
or we'll be, um, me and one of the JM agency team will be blogging more extensively next couple right. of months. So if you check us out, the website is jm.agency. It's easy to remember because it's the same name as the, as the business. Yeah. And the news section on the website, if you just click on that, you get a lot of detail. Hmm. Uh, it'll be helpful advice about publishing as well. So there'll be stuff on cover designing, on editing, all aspects of editing, how to get published, how to market a book, uh, how mm. to pick a cover, all a topic. But there'll also be a lot of material on the trip to Brazil if you're interested. Where in including yeah, great stuff. Including, I, I have a blog. There is a blog up at present about my uh, about USP and the chair of Irish studies and some of the lectures they've done. Uh, you know, so there's a lot of exciting stuff happening there. Yeah, sounds great. So maybe you could just share um, share what you, what you were saying tonight, like all the information of your website, and I can put back on the show notes for, for people to um, check out as well to find you, Jeremy. Oh, yeah, no, I, I'd really appreciate that, Mark, if yeah. you could, yeah. um, you know, absolutely. Uh, yeah, even even just your website so they can go on and have a look at the blogs and all the all that's going on, it's probably the easiest, isn't it, really? Absolutely, absolutely, and yeah. and the website, believe it or not, has a, it has a Brazilian flavor as well. It was designed oh, by cool. a Brazilian uh, web web design team. So uh, Pedro okay. did the programming, and Eugenia, who did uh, the graphic design for it, she designed the look and the, and the tone and the brand. Uh, so there's yeah. a, a little bit of Brazil uh, on that on the on the website design as well. But yeah, absolutely, I'll throw you the. I'll yeah. show you the, the website and um, and like I say, um, uh, the door is always open. Anyone who wants to talk to me, I'll be doing uh, walking consultations as well soon. You mentioned uh, you mentioned Mark about COVID, yeah, and about how it's wonderful we're in person. I'm going to be doing walking consultations oh, in Dublin and in Kerry soon, and potentially Cork City as well. And that'll mean that I will have a day. I'll be in a hotel, and anyone can walk in. And it's Quite free. Stuff, yeah. Yeah. So if you're writing a book and you're you you're you're wondering whether to get it published, go to an agent, you're wondering, you know, what do I need to get an editor? I'm worried about what cover I need. I I I worry about I, I I'm not sure how to market my book. You can call in to see me and we can sit down for half an hour, an hour and talk about the various options. And it's it's a walk, it's free walking consultations. So um, I, that'll be coming soon too. So keep an eye out for the dates on the, on the website. Um, and it'll probably be a Saturday in, in May. Uh, but keep, like I say, keep, keep watching for the website uh, and for the social media for the dates. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that, that's a really good service, Jeremy. Thanks very much. And um, even if you want to share the date that's happening in Dublin or anywhere, like put the dates on, put them in the show notes as well. Or probably the, if you, even the website is, is going to be sufficient there as well. So, so yeah, um, no. yeah. yeah. But listen, Jeremy, thanks a million for coming back on the podcast. You're always welcome on again to talk about any other other authors or any anything you promote anytime. You know, come back on again sometime. Uh, no, it's a pleasure, Mark, and I really appreciate your time. Uh, I really appreciate the invite. Uh, it was yeah. great talking to you. It was great chatting to you. Yeah, great um, stuff, yeah. And listen, and yeah, it's been a pleasure. And thank you so much for the invitation. And yeah. again, like I say now, um, good luck with the book. Um, yeah. I, I'm, I'm so glad you're happy with it. It's a lot of yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And listen, good luck with it. And, um, I, you know, I wish you all the success with that. Thank you so much, Jeremy. You know, oh, it's really, really cool. I'm so delighted with it. But um, listen, all the best going forward. Um, 
you know, in, in the future. And uh, thanks a lot for coming on. So thanks very much for listening to today's podcast, Mark's Motivational Podcast, Artist Tuesday. We'll talk to you real soon. Take care. Thanks, Jeremy. Thank you, Mark. Yeah, thank you again for tuning to today's podcast, Artist Tuesday podcast. So that was, once again, that was a great interview I had with Jeremy, Jeremy Murphy. So uh, stay tuned for tours so we're going to have another episode on. It's going to be a solo episode, the first one of season five. And I'll talk about my, about my book that I am um, very happy I published recently, uh, The Adventures of Larry Lamb Post and Friends. So stay tuned for that and I hope you enjoy it. Take care. Good to be a mall good. It's